everybody. Welcome to the episode 9 of the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. I'm GC13. I'm Dakota. I'm Ken Davis. And I'm Hunter. Okay, no hyperbole. This episode was a big one. It better have been. It was the season finale. <laughs> I, I was super hyped before the episode, and after I watched it, it mm, mm, it's like it doubled. Oh, Hunter, oh do, you wanna, do you want to sum up the episode in a single word for us again? I believe it was something along the lines of, um... Oh my god! Oh! <laughs> it was so good! It had the feelings, it had the action, it had a musical number! It was beautiful! It had the best musical number, and by the way guys, in case anyone was curi- curious, Garnet is officially best gem once again. Woo! What'd I say? What'd I say? Garnet, definitely best singer. They finally put Estelle's talent to use, and they put it to use in the best possible way they could have. They sold that fight scene so well with that song. I mean, that was just an A-plus effort from the entire team. What do you think, Ken? Are you still on the pro boat? Nah, I'm Team Garnet. Team Garnet for show. Oh my goodness, yes. That was just so perfect. The fact that Ruby and Sapphire are literally in love. that It's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. Garnet is best. It was so great! So good. Yeah, that was adorable. And it makes sense why she was so excited about Stevani now. It just makes so much sense. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So, uh, Ken, mm-hmm. uh, what you th- what you think of the episode? Uh, I thought it was one of the weaker ones. It was actually really. Overrated. <laughs> I don't understand the hype here. Leave. No, Get it was great. Right I'm kidding. Now. I'm ranking your chain. It was it was a really good episode. Uh, Not my favorite. Actually, okay, so the first one, The Return, was good, but I do think maybe it's just kind of getting, riding the hype train of the second episode, but the second episode was definitely really, really strong. When I watched the episode the first time, it's like, I loved all the stuff we had learned, but as an episode, I didn't appreciate it so much. But once my brain had processed all of that, and I'm watching it for a second time, I'm able to just kick back and enjoy the ride, it was still so good. I think that the return actually did teach us a few things. I don't think that it was just Primer and it wasn't just leading up for Jailbreak. It taught us a couple of things. First of all, it taught us that there are multiple diamonds. So Yellow Diamond is someone, yeah. according to my mm-hmm. research, Yellow Diamond is actually the most common type of diamond that there is. And Yellow Diamond is going to come to Earth at some point. Everybody should be able to see that right away. We're going to get to meet Yellow Diamond probably this season. I wonder if there are diamonds on Earth in the Steven Universe worlds. Like, does diamond as a gem exist on Earth? Hmm, that would be interesting. You think there's like a single uh, good one? Like there's a single of the diamonds that like empathized with the crystal gems? No, I mean like as a, as a stone, as a mineral. Oh, hmm. Does that mineral exist anywhere on the planet Earth in the Steven Universe universe? Although I think what I interpreted your statement at first was whether or not there was a high enough quality diamond gem that could be turned into a gem. But I think we also learned from this episode that the size of the gem doesn't really matter in terms of the gem capital G's strength. Because Jasper's gem was her nose and it was really tiny. And she was a powerhouse. She's probably almost as strong as Garnet. Her weapon was a friggin' head hammer. That was great though. Seriously, (laughs) that was amazing. (laughs) <laughs> Jasper comes in, I'm gonna wreck it oh. <laughs> uh, I think we should start off by talking about The Return And then move into Jailbreak when we're all done with that Okay, I want to talk about The Return I want to say this about The Return It was really funny watching Steven figure out what we already knew Yeah, 
What, them being I thought Steven already knew that. I was kind of yeah. confused there. I didn't understand that that was new information to him. Yeah, that was that was kind of funny. I guess Steven tries not to think too hard about this kind of stuff. I mean, it kind of makes sense. He's a kid, so it's going to be something that, you know, he's grown up with. It's just second nature to him. It's kind of like when you have kids who are raised around people who are like, you know, conjoined twins or something. They don't think that much of it. It's just that's who they are. So what about Greg's suspiciously specific denial, saying that it's not like I was there? That was funny. Hmm. I don't know about that. I think we're going to have to know with the uncle-grandpa crossover. <laughs> On a much more uh, unserious note, uh, there was a really good line. Um, as a politician... Pointing, pointing fingers, fingers make, make me, me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did anyone <laughs> notice was... Mayor Dewey's picture in Steven's phone? It looked like he was drunk at a party or something like that. That was the best <laughs> selfie I have ever seen. It was great. What I think is interesting is Lion is in Steven's contact list on his phone. Was he? I didn't notice that. I, did, I missed that. It's it great. Somebody somebody cool. pulled the screenshot and there's Mayor Dewey and Lion is above him and Onion is below him. Oh, that's great. I wonder if they have like a Beach City Facebook equivalent. Hmm. Beach book? Sure, we'll go with that. I don't know. I thought that was great. That was pretty cool. It was real, real emotional roller coaster with Greg. When Jasper was referring to the gems, he said something really specific about each gem, which I thought was kind of interesting. Can we just talk about how cool Jasper is? She's like this big, cruel tyrant of a soldier, and she has clear history with I don't with like Corps. Jasper. You don't like Jasper? Jasper I do not great. like Jasper. No, I don't I love like Jasper. I love Jasper. She was so, like... She reminded me of that big brutish kid on the playground that talked about how cool he was until you beat him at something and he was like, well, I could do it better because he was talking about fusion. Ah, fusion is just a tactic for weaker gems. And then she was like, the only reason you beat me is because you're a fusion. I know it is not a he, but I can't help it. I'm sorry. How can you not like a gym whose weapon summon is the equivalent of a friggin' pompadour? It was <laughs> yeah, red! Oh <sighs> Such a good weapon. The only Ooh. gem who's allowed to have a pompadour is Steven, and we saw what happened when he had a pompadour. <laughs> it just went right to his head. Too much pomp- But the way oh! that- Sigh. <laughs> uh, too much pomp power. I think I need to go to my refrigerator. I hope it's running, because I'm going to need some ice for that burn. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of burns, uh, I warned you this was coming, but uh, ah. looks like gems do use spaceships. But it was a hand. Yes, it was it a was spaceship. It was a hand spaceship. Speaking of that spaceship, the weapons on it were a lot weaker than I expected. We only hmm. saw one weapon, though. They used like that laser cannon thing, but it didn't really do much. Like Humans have nuclear weapons, so I mean, if that's the baseline of weaponry that we're comparing this allegedly incredibly advanced gym technology to, that laser cannon was pretty darn weak. I don't think that's a fair comparison. You're reaching straight for the top shelf of human weapons, nuclear weaponry, to just like the first- Even our middle range weaponry is a lot more powerful than what they displayed there. I feel like that gem weaponry was equivalent to just a pistol. A pistol or a cannonball or something like that. Imagine there's a much bigger mecha body that that hand goes to. Yeah, we have no idea how how big a gem ship that is. That might be the equivalent of a Coast Guard cutter to them. We we have no clue. I yeah. I mean, it was crewed by two gems, and only one was the pilot. Sure. I'm not saying that they don't probably have stronger weapons. All I'm saying is I expected to see them here, and we didn't. I mean, think of that like a 7.62 caliber machine gun that we put on the back of one of our patrol boats. Maybe we have Maybe. a 50 caliber on a bigger boat, but still. It's possible. So, in my research on Jasper, there's a lot of different kinds of Jasper. 
I think that the Jasper we saw here was a Leopard Jasper, but I'm not sure. I was just so excited to finally hear about how the war ended. Now we can reconcile how we have Jasper who know, who remembers the Crystal Gems because she fought against them, but why the records say the Crystal Gems were all wiped out. They were probably all wiped out from orbit after the homeworld evacuated the planet because they couldn't hold it. That's why Rose was only able to save herself and a few of her closest friends. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Which means it's impressive that Rose's shield is still strong enough to hold up to 6,000 years of gem tech e evolution. I want to note something. In the return, when Jasper comes down from the... God, what's a witty name for the ship? The Flying Fist. There you go. When Jasper comes down from the Flying Fist, uh, she refers to Pearl as a... As lost, a lost, defective, defective, pearl. lost pearl. defective pearl. She's the only gem that she actually refers to by name to. She also called Amethyst a puny overcooked one. Overcooked, I think, is the key word there. We obviously know yep. that other gems were incubated before Amethyst, and she probably came after the fact. And I think it's also interesting, you guys have probably noticed this before in the series, but Amethyst's gem is bigger than Pearl's gem or either of Garnet's gems. Interesting. Like, her gem is physically the largest, which is why I was also saying that I don't think the size of the gem matters as to how much power the gem itself has. This poses a new thing that I don't think a lot of people have looked at. Uh, she refers to as her as a defective pearl. I'm thinking there's other pearls. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. Kind of getting that. I I'm completely that agree. That. I feel like this is going to be the next is Garnet a fusion theory that we all know is true, but it's just not going to be confirmed until much later. There's just a planet full of pearls! Because there's been some discussion more recently about there were a bunch of amethysts, and I don't know whether it was in The Return or whether it was in Jailbreak that they specifically dropped the term The Cluster, but I think that's even more evidence that there are a bunch of the same kind of gems. And That was in Jailbreak. Jasper, she drops this term about The Cluster, which I guess there was a bunch of clusters of amethysts and maybe a few other different kinds of gems where the original kindergarten site was which is why they wanted Earth in the first place, because there were so many of these high-quality gems, which they could make capital G gems out of. I can, f I can foresee an episode where Steven stumbles into a lost civilization full of uh, amethysts. If there's a planet of the pearls, though, sign me up for vacation. The cleanest <laughs> planet in the cosmos! <laughs> no, just think they probably would have, like, lecture halls that you could go to. Some, some places have gardens, some places have amusement parks. The Planet of the Pearls would have lecture halls, and I would bring my notepad, and that would be the best. It's Mayor Dewey's dream planet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, now we're going to see some kind of fan art of Mayor Dewey with a pearl harem. Mayor Dewey has excellent taste. I feel like Peridot is Pearl 2.0, stripped of all... Mm need to fight and just say go do techie stuff because i think it's pretty obvious that when pearl was a part of the home world she had the same function as peridot she was a techie and i feel like maybe pearl learned to fight after the fact like maybe until she came to earth she didn't see a need to learn how to fight before that she might have just been a clerk or you know purely a techie and that would explain why she takes to the martial arts with such a I mean, she just really goes for it with the gusto. She studies it very hard, and that might be just a byproduct of her very intellectual origin. It might also be because why she is collecting the swords, because she isn't just naturally aligned with a specific weapon. She adopted the sword because that's what Rose used. Maybe. While we're on this topic, was anyone else surprised at how quickly Peridot got taken down? I expected her to be a little bit stronger than that. 
somebody posted something congratulating Amethyst for finally winning a battle. And it's like, yeah, you, you beat one of the tech support nerds. Congratulations, Amethyst. <laughs> That's great. I was disappointed we didn't get to see Peridot take out a weapon. I wanted to see what Peridot's weapon would have been. She did take out a weapon. It was a gem disruptor. That was just one of her, like, like, uh, what's her name? Jasper had one, too. Yeah, it's a manufactured weapon, like the weapons from the Strawberry Battlefield probably are. But I wanted to see I don't Peridot's think that was weapon. a weapon proper. I feel like that was more like a tase gun, and its sole purpose was to literally tear a gem apart. Because you saw what happened when Jasper used it on Garnet. It was, like, immediate... An immediate kill one hit for kill. Him. So the first thing I think Garnet had to do in the second fight was, was knock that one thing away from Jasper. And we finally got to see Garnet being more skilled than somebody she was fighting. Usually she goes force on force. This time she went for a bit of a... Well, I guess we'll talk about this more in Jailbreak, but this time she was showing more of a finestal approach. I want to point something out uh, also. Um, in the return, when Fryman comes over to the side of the street when after Steven has been launched out of the van... And all the crowd gathers. Um, I think there is a person behind Sadie who looks like an older Sadie. I think that is Sadie's mother. Or it is also right next to the Fryman. It could either be Mother Fryman or Mother Sadie. Nice catch. I didn't catch that. But based on that, I think I would be more apt to say that it's Mother Sadie. Because I remember that uh, Joe Johnston at one point in time talked about the lack of moms in Beach City because someone was like, hey, I noticed the pizzas don't have moms and the Frymans don't have moms. And he was like, yeah, look at that. Or, or something like that. He had a clever response. I feel like Man. maybe there isn't a mom of pizza and there isn't a mom of Fryman. What happened to all the mothers? <laughs> I have this crack theory in the back of my head forms. that I've kind of been digesting for a while. And I think that when Steven was born, this is horrible. This is like some kind of horrible fridge war. But Rose needed a human mother to serve to make Steven. Oh, God, no. And he took oh, Mama God, no. and Mama Fryman, which is why Steven is kind of pudgy. He got that from the Fryman side, and he has the afro for Mama Pizza. <laughs> I know, oh, it's no. horrible. It's horrible. But that's like the crack theory I've had in the back of my head for a while. I hope that's not true. That would just be awful if that's true, but... Poor Lapis, though. So now we have to wonder, did she send the message under duress or not? No. Why would anyone put her under duress to send that message? I mean, there would be no advantage to forcing her to send that. Mm, yeah. She's just trying to, she that to try to convince them not to put up a fight. I feel like the only reason they had Lapis with them was because they know that Lapis came back from Earth. I mean, I feel like if Lapis yeah. knew that Peridot was making a fuss about trying to go to Earth, probably all the gems are somewhat aware of one another on Earth or on the homeworld. And so when Par or Lapis suddenly comes home after all this time, she's so excited to be there. She's like, I'm home. Everyone's like, who are you? <laughs> And she's like, oh, well, I've been on this planet. And so that's probably why they brought Lapis. Because I think it's fair to say that Lapis is true to Steven. I think we can talk about this more when we get to Jailbreak. But I think that there is some importance to Lapis willing to fuse with Jasper. Again, when we actually get to Jailbreak, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I have had, I've got some big thoughts for that. Um, is there anything else that we do want to talk about for the return? I know it's kind of awful, but I watched The Return like once, and I watched Jailbreak like three times just because of that amazing Garnet song. I, I did the same. I did the same. That was a beautiful song, though. Although, I promise I'm probably going to start looking at The Return a while later and figure out, oh my goodness, look at all of this hidden symbolism that I've just kind of been ignoring. And then I'm going to have to be all like, geez, they knew that was going to happen. They knew we were going to gloss over it. So, Garnet is a fusion. Confirmed! To be honest, it was kind of obvious. We were all expecting it, but I, I, I honestly, 
Like, we were expecting it in the back of our heads, but for me personally, I was just waiting. Like, it's uh, they're totally not going to make Garnet the effusion. They're going to find some way to weasel out of it. I can't wait to hear what Gandalf the gangster has to say about this. Oh, I need to bother him about that. He was that guy who put together that big thread arguing, no, Garnet's not a fusion. It's just so that she's, uh, what was it, uh, symmetrical. Yeah. Nope, you were wrong. Ha ha. Yeah, and it's wrong. funny because you, then you look at... We got we did get something proved with Ruby and Sapphire, at least. Ruby's gem is on her left hand, so the gem placement does not necessarily have to be symmetrical. Mm-hmm. It's probably just they're probably just placed in spots that are important on a human mm-hmm. and most human, you know, parts are on lines of symmetry. But Ruby's is in her left palm, just like it is on Garnet. It didn't have to migrate at all. I, I remember a while back there was just some discussion about chakra placements. So I wonder if there's some importance in chakra placement differentiated between the left and right hand. Maybe something, I don't know. Because their, their personalities obviously complemented one another. Speaking of complementing one another, let's talk about this lesbian love in a kid's cartoon. I fell in that love with it. That was so great! Oh my gosh, that was so wonderful! Oh, it was so sweet! Ah, oh, oh, so good! So talk good. about inclusivity! <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was adorbs. Oh my goodness, that was so great. This is going to do so many things for cartoons. This is going to do so many things for the LGBTQ community. This is just going to do so many things. Ah, it's so great. It's so great. And I mean, they kind of hinted at it before. They kind of dropped subtle hints, but it was pretty obvious with Ruby and Sapphire. I mean, you listen to that relationship song. They were a couple. That was, that's wonderful. Yeah, that was pretty explicit. That was as explicit as Cartoon Network would have let them be. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just can't get excited about it because I completely called it ever since Giant Woman. But <laughs> but I mean, it, it's ob- it's obvious that fusing is what gem couples do. It's been obvious in the same way Garden is a fusion is obvious. It's really strongly hinted, and you would just have to be an idiot not to be picking up on it. But the fact that they spoke to it directly and they made that firm stance on a channel like Cartoon Network, it's wonderful. It's great. And I mean... I don't want to herald yeah, Steven is, Universe as though it's the only kids show that's giving us some kind of LGBTQ representation. I mean, we can look to Jeff's two moms, for example. We had Cora. But they they did this in On such clearance. a beautiful and inclusive and right there in front of your face way. It's wonderful. And, you know, as a gay guy myself, I love that they're doing that because I know that this is going to do a lot for kids who themselves are gay or, you know, whatever else is the case. And they're going to look and they're going to have somewhere that they can see that's not in their life and see that this is okay. It's wonderful. I'm just excited about it. You learn something new about the people around you every day. I did not know that about you, Dakota. Yeah, pretty gay. Pretty gay. Like that like that guy's gay, but this one he's really gay. Not only did I love Ruby and Sapphire together, but I also loved how Garnet acted uh, once they were combined. Just the amount oh, of emotion wonderful. shown through Garnet. Yeah, she was so happy. Oh, it was so oh, it was God, adorable. Gushing. It's oh. a really good scene. And then she lays the beat down on Jasper. Which was an amazing scene, but I am kind of disappointed at how easily Jasper was taken down. I wanted Jasper to be more of a badass than that. I feel like she was, but Garnet was just in her zone. She was just mad because she's single. Yeah. Yeah. So mad. <laughs> I, I could feel her jimmies wrestling all the way from here. <laughs> it was great. Oh, it was so mm. great. It's right in the heart. Right in the heart. Oh, so sweet. And I think I think we can um, also say that um, the frustration that was being felt by Ruby, um, I'd like to predict that was her... I think Ruby has the future vision 
I think that's what, like, was rattling around in her head, and she just can't control it very well. Hmm. That would make sense to me. I think that might be it. I don't know. She was complaining that she can't see anymore. That might be Sapphire's Sapphire's deal. Well, I Sapphire think is the anything, one with the hidden eyes. If anything, I think it's something that they only have together. Because you remember in... Um, was Future Vision the name of the episode where Garnet revealed that power? Was that the name yes. of the episode? Yeah. In that episode, you remember when she has a silhouette, both of her bottom eyes are closed and the top eye opens. I think it's only when Garnet is together that they have that ability. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, that eye is purple, so it does seem to strongly indicate that. Are we still doing fan art requests? Because I have a fan art request. I want to see somebody do a picture of Sapphire crossed over with Alice from the video game Alice Madness Returns. You know what I think was interesting, though, about this episode? In the previews, we got that big shot of Sapphire, and everyone was freaking out about Sapphire. But in the episode, she didn't get much screen time at all. It was mostly Ruby who got the screen time. Yep, the old Cartoon Network switcheroo. And also, they misled us with that promo, because in the promo, it was um, Steven walking out, and then it cut to uh, Sapphire dragging him along. They tricked us. Yeah, they're good at that. Did anyone have any other thoughts on the song? I feel like we haven't paid that much attention to it. We started with the the song. song. The song was amazing. What more could we say? It was so good. There were so many double entendres in this song. It was great. Not only did we learn a lot about Garnet, but we also learned a lot about uh, just gem fusion as a whole. Like how different people view it. Uh, I think if you wanted to look deep into it, which I don't think it was meant to be, but uh, an interesting um, social commentary on like marriage of how some people just see it as like uh what was her name jasper seeing it as just, just this useless thing like yeah whatever meh and then garnet's like no you don't understand you, you don't I think you're getting the entirely wrong idea about jasper's feelings on fusion jasper is an innately powerful gem and if amethyst you know regarding garnet as the boss because she's the most powerful is you know any indication the gems probably have some kind of hierarchy where the most powerful gems tend to rise to the top so why would a powerful gem a gem who's powerful individually want to see weak gems challenging them by fusing mm-hmm. i mean they have a very vested interest in having social norms whereby they are regarded as the only ones who are legitimately powerful they would have a very strong incentive to discourage fusion, except probably in the exigency of war. No, I think I agree with Hunter more. I mean, I kind of like what you're beginning to get at, Hunter, but I think the symbolism isn't more so stemming from marriage, but more so intimacy. And not necessarily sex, yeah, but yeah, yeah. in general intimacy. Because I think if you yeah, extend that's, that that's, symbolism that's too much... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I meant. I, just Although I do, you know. I do agree with GC... Yeah that maybe Jasper's opposition to fusion comes from her wanting to retain this position as her being just like the most powerful. I could definitely see that because if that is the case, Jasper is a really powerful gem unto herself. Why would she want to promote any kind of system that can make other gems more powerful, you know? I mean, look at her. She can go toe-to-toe with Garnet without any any fusion partner. I mean, Garnet's able to eventually beat her, but strength for strength, I think they're roughly the same. She also survived that spaceship crash without a shield. Yeah. So did Lapis, though. That's a good point. Although I think Lapis was a lot more beat up than Jasper was. Yeah, Especially since Jasper had just been fighting. Something else I noticed was that Ruby was the one who had four sides, and she tended to want to panic a lot. Sapphire only had three sides, and throughout the entire time, she seemed really calm. I wonder if that's maybe Sapphire taking the edge off 
because she's literally taking you a wonder if odd numbers just feel cleaner probably yeah yeah that's, odd that's, that's why that's why so i'm going to talk about lapis her choice to fuse yeah. with jasper for a minute we know that the name of that fusion was Malachite, but only because the name was le- was uh, leaked. That just broke my heart so much because poor Lapis. There's just I feel so sorry for her, but I think that her no, willingness don't. to fuse it was an act of rebellion. That it was her claiming control of her own destiny, and it was saying, you yeah, know what? I mean, no, I'm going stupid. to fuse with you. What are you? What are you talking about, Ken? It was completely unnecessary. No, no, no. I think it was Listen, great, though. Ken, it was not unnecessary. She wanted to yeah, make Jasper pay. If they were to just beat down on Jasper and bubble her, she's just going to be sitting in her little private pocket dimension inside of her gem for eternity. That's not punishment. What is punishment is being dragged into the bottom of the ocean so far that sunlight doesn't reach and being forced to look out Malachite's eyes at nothing with no company but somebody who hates you dearly. Okay, that still doesn't make her pitiable but to me. Lapis, it just makes she her has to go through it too. Fine. She doesn't have to. She can stop whenever she wants. I have no sympathy for Lapis. None at all. Why not? Ken is a monster. You are a she monster. She did that to herself. She didn't have to. I just love the irony of what Jasper said to Lapis. They kept you prisoner. They used you. This is your chance for revenge. And I guess Lapis decided, oh, it is my chance for revenge against somebody. Someone who kept me prisoner, somebody who used me. Jasper is definitely a manipulator. I mean, you, I don't you think obviously Jasper's see that. smart enough to be a manipulator. Jasper was down for the count. Lapis did not need to do that. She just wanted to. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know, man. They kicked the dog one too many times. I think uh, I think Jasper still could have like broken her neck at that point. So Lapis had the choice to assist one of the people that had her in prison for an extended period of time, and she chose to assist the Crystal Gems, but why do you think that she doesn't hold animosity towards the Crystal Gems, I guess is what I'm wondering here. Because of Steven. Exactly. That's why. Yeah. Like, that's the only I, reason. I'd imagine, you know. I don't think that's reason, the only reason, but I think that it's a good enough reason. But I think that if that was the only reason, she probably would have found a way to stay with Steven, um... And I feel like she is going to come back at some point in time. Either she's going to release the form and come back with uh, to the Crystal Gems, or Jasper is going to be able to overpower her and release the fusion. I don't know, but I feel like I don't. I don't think Jasper is going to be too much of a problem. I mean, even if she gets out of the fusion, she's trapped in the ocean with the Water Witch. Not a very mm. good place to be. <laughs> I mean, I, I would put my money on Lapis in that situation. Can we just talk about for a second how horrifying Malachite was? They have like four legs. Oh, I, I thought was, Malachite was great. I liked her Ma- design. Malachite is probably one of my favorite gym designs. I like, loved honestly. the design, but it was still horrifying. Was that not? Did that not scare it was anybody? Supposed to be. I guess. No, so. I loved it. I, I think it accomplished its mission, and I think it was supposed to be pretty unsettling. I mean, did you notice that its feet were just hands? Mm-hmm. I did not notice that. I remember someone referred Something to them beautiful. as having several hands. Um, but I was like, no, you must be mis- have mis- seen it because she had four feet. I didn't notice that. Yeah, they looked like hands to me. Yeah, they. they I think they are hands. I'm, I don't not believe you. Like, I believe you. I just didn't notice it. Hmm. Speaking of people coming back. Um, Peridot. Yeah, we Peridot saw Peridot get launched into Earth. He's still just, I still am just so sad about Lapis. I was really hoping that she would come around and be a part of the team and it would be I great. wanted her to join the cast in season two so bad. I, Me too. I, really did. Uh, I guess I it's still, it's, it's not out of the question, I guess, but she still might. The ending, though, is kind of anticlimactic, don't you guys think? They're all just staring at the ocean, and Connie calls Steven. Really funny. Especially Garnet's line. 
I thought it was a good ending for Steven Universe. Steven finally gets to pull a pull a Jim and say, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> That's true. It's true. I think it, I think it was an ending fit for Steven Universe. You know. It's true. I I, I agree. Oh yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at um what was it Malachite Malachite. Uh, yeah, so Malachite. Those, those are those are totally hands. Those are hand feet. Is there another way to pronounce Malachite? If there was, you can be sure they'd use it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They they don't like to go for the standard pronunciations if they can avoid it. Very interesting that they chose to go with Opal to fight against the. I mean, it's it's the only ranged weapon they really have. What what did we call it? The Fist of Fury. The Flying, the flying fist. fist. I mean, if the core design trio wasn't enough to take that out, that's not the, true. Garnet uh, can shoot fists. Bow really going to be more powerful? Wait, when did, when is Garnet Maybe? shot her fist? In Watermelon Steven. I yeah, think she, she did actually it shot the gauntlets at off. another point too. Did she? Oh, you are you're right. You're right. But yeah, but if she sh- if she shot the gauntlets, then you know that's by gauntlets they're into the ocean. Well, no, she can, she can just summon them. more. Just like uh, Amethyst can sh- can summon multiple whips, and Pearl can summon multiple spears. I think firing Opal's bow at the thing was just as effective as throwing Amethyst at the red eye. Opal's outfit was the same as it was in Giant Woman, whereas Garnet's outfit was different when she reformed from Ruby and Sapphire. Hmm. I think that might say well, something. Well, Garnet was Garnet was defeated, whereas Opal just defused. Garnet was actually forced to release her physical form, and we see what happens. They when a fusion it, fusion is That's actually true. forced when a fusion is actually forced to release her form, the gems don't come out right away, or at least not when they're disrupted. Okay, somewhat related, when Sugalite was forced to defuse, do we consider that her that her being defeated because neither Garnet and Pearl or neither Garnet or Amethyst reverted to their gems, they were still their full form when they defused. Whereas Garnet, if if your theory holds merit, she reverted back to the Ruby and Sapphire gems. I thought that the general consensus on Sugalite was that chances were good that that was the surprise of that hit that caused her to defuse. Mm. I mean, we, we obviously can't know for sure. I just thought that that was the more popular of the two ideas. I don't know. I guess what I was getting at is that this is the only instance we've seen a fusion when they were defeated instead of going back to their composite forms as gems. Yeah. She went back to her gemstones, like the ruby and sapphire gemstones. So we can't be sure whether it was the disruptor or the fact that her form was released. Yeah. We we can't know until we see more fusions in action. Oh, so many questions, Ray. So much hype. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think this, I think I've said it before, but this episode kind of lived up to the hype, don't you think? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yes. 100%. So as usual, Ken, you're being quiet over here. He's probably listening to that song again. I know I wish I was. That's a very good song. I asked I asked AV if she was if they were going to post it tonight and I'm hoping like heck that it gets it gets posted. I would rather Estelle release it as a video on her page cuz the entire song was about 2 minutes long. So to bring around full circle, um I think the episode definitely does deserve its um summarization um of <laughs> <laughs> I also have a song uh, for you guys. I have another song that I thought of for Lapis. Do y'all want to okay, hear my song? Mm-hmm. This is the story of a gem who stole the ocean, who, who trapped in a mirror. She stole the ocean, and she looks so sad in that mirror. You absolutely love her when she flies. Unless you're Ken. Yeah, you might want to work on those lyrics. I liked more. it. I thought it was wonderful. And I like Lapis. You guys can go I, be jealous. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Everybody loves Lapis. It's the, it's, it's the new sitcom from Cartoon Network. Didn't you hear? 
Everybody loves Lapis. Everyone loves Ray Romano. What Steven Universe's run is over, they're going to re. They're just going to bring it back as Steven Universe Go, and Lapis. <laughs> that would be great. I'm calling it right yeah. now. It's happening. You know what I'm really hoping tomorrow's episode is? I hope it's an info dump because at this point it would be the 50th episode, and rather than the info dump being something we're having to work through, it would just be so satisfying to get all of this lore because they're building up with new lore and, and new things to lead us on. Wouldn't that be great? As far as I understand, um, I've heard a couple of people talking about that it's actually Steven. It's a Steven and Connie episode, but I want it to be a Steven and the Gems just talking about things that happened in the fat past, literally disclosure about everything they've been keeping from Steven. And I want it to be our info dump, because at this point, an info dump wouldn't be burdensome. It would be really satisfying. I don't know. I kind of like the slow drip of information. It keeps me addicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you were talking before about um, this is going to be a nice breather. A, a nice break from what we've been subjected to. Like you, I watched Jailbreak like five times, and I watched The Return twice. And when I went back and watched The Return after I'd watched Jailbreak, um, I'd almost forgotten that there was this almost palpable sense of dread hanging over everyone's head. I'm like, oh man, I... Like a know. flying fist? Yeah, like it just, it just hit me like a flying fist. I wonder if full disclosure isn't the gem more being disclosed to Steven, but to the people of Beach City. I wonder if the gems would do that, just be open about what's happening with the humans. You need us, now more than ever. I wonder how long they're going to keep uh, the crashed flying fist there. It exploded. But, but it, there are all these salvageable parts. Mm-hmm. They'll probably hold them into the temple pretty quick. Yeah, probably, probably it's still there when full disclosure starts. It's Pearl still might try to like learn something from all up. the technology. Try to become more uh, versed in the technology because, as we now know, they're yeah. far behind the home world when yeah. it comes to technology. I mean, I believe it. You saw how she reacted when she put her hands in the console on um, Jailbreak. She got <laughs> yeah, almost like tingles cool. on her spine. Like when you step into that was more path. like Ooh. my mind is the internet, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode. Make sure to listen tomorrow when we're talking to you about full disclosure. I'm GC13. I'm Ken Davis. I'm Dakota. And I'm Hunter. We will see you all tomorrow. Good night, America. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>